Hi, David. Can you see me? Hey, can you hear me? David, can you hear me? <laughs> oh. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear I you the whole time. I couldn't hear you. I got to get rid of the yeah. other David. Hold on a second. Oh, there we go. I can All hear right. you good. Oh, I couldn't. I was like, um, he's frozen. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God, I'm frozen. <laughs> How's the baseball game? They're only in the fifth inning. Usually when I go till 9 o'clock, I'm like in the eighth. It's the what? slowest game. We can find another one. Oh, my gosh. I got my friend here from Florida. He's from Kissimmee or St. Cloud. From Kissimmee? Yeah, from Florida. Yeah, awesome. So that's who you took to the game with you today? Yeah, he had his first baseball game. He's one of my friends. The tournament that I run today, ouch, the tournament that I run this weekend is uh, down in his hometown. Okay. So, um, Gigi, the guest is, um, I told, it's uh, only going to be audio, so I'm going to call, I'll call her when it's time for her to come on. I didn't think about it, but I should have just had her dial into the lobby and just hide her and let her talk through, but we'll, so we'll see how this goes. I don't okay. know. Okay. So the music, you did you get the format? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Ready? Yep. Yeah, I got the format. Okay. Awesome. Hi there, Joy Exposed with BFAM 109.6 with Joycelyn Wells. When Joy, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. As promised, happy Thursday. And we start off each segment, um, each show with a toast. So tonight, yeah, you ready? Tonight I'm Apothic Rosé. It's um, a wine out of California. I picked it up today in the CVS. So we're going to see. And we're going to get ready for our celebration. So I'm going to pour, pour it up. Peach schnapps with vodka. Oh, yum. That sounds really good. It's very tasty. <laughs> it sounds delicious. So my three celebrations today. Um, first thing, I made it to work every, on time every day this week. I mean, it's just Thursday. Tomorrow is still tomorrow. <laughs> but I made it to work every day on time. I wasn't, I was, it was begrudgingly. So we only have a few days left before we get to go to summer break. But I did make it to work on time. So I'm drinking to that. And. Oh, wait, hold on. Yes. And. Oh, <laughs> Last week at the end of the show, we had over 67,000 listeners. So I'm really drinking to that. Cheers to that. I'm very excited about it. So I hope you guys are celebrating. I hope you have your drinks. I can tell you how much you have right now. The cool, the cool part about the radio is now I figured out how to do the counter. Currently, right now, you have 66,136, 37 people. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> the current, the current people yes. Yes. 
Thank you. That's awesome. And um, also, I got booked to do a reading from my book in Houston in June. So that's my third celebration. Yes. So that means Oakland. I leave for Oakland on Saturday. And then I get to go to Houston in June to read the book. So I'm very excited about that. So cheers. I don't know if I'm going to do three in a row like that. <laughs> <laughs> Got to do three. Got to get them in there. And um, we also start with um, a Facebook post of the week. So I usually I do this because and I'm going to see how it goes. I do this because every week I find something on Facebook that just kind of gets my attention and it could be good. It could be a positive thing or it could be a negative thing. So this week is really positive. And then I got confirmation today because one of my um, Facebook friends who I, I admire so much, and I think she's just a beautiful spirit, she had it as her profile picture. So that was confirmation for me that it was the right way to go. So the Facebook post of the week is a lady and she's a, she's um larger than the picture. So it's a lady sitting in an office booth in a cubicle. And it says, um, the caption says, me at my nine to five, knowing my spirit is too big for this shit. And it's funny. <laughs> and it's funny because we all go through this. And I'm sure, David, you experience this too, when you realize your creative is larger than the space that you've given mm -hmm. yourself with a job and you start, you become miserable in your job and you're trapped and you don't want to go. And it's just, you don't feel like you're doing enough. So that picture for me, and it'll be on my website under um, the radio station page, joyexposed.com. But um, that says a lot to me because I remember when I was working at um, an insurance company called Avmed and uh I used to stand at the window, looking out the window, taking my calls because I just couldn't sit in my cubicle. And um, it wasn't until later that I figured out I can't do the office space. I can't do the closed with no windows, with no movement. The, I can't do it. So my spirit is too big for it. The uh, picture, the painting is beautiful because it just um, depicts a lot of us. We get complacent in a space and a job and we work like hell for somebody else and we're still not being fulfilled in it. Um, so when I saw it on Andrea's page as her um, profile picture and I think she's amazing, I was like, yeah, that was the right post to choose because it really just shows how we all suffer at somebody else's desire for their job. I mean, I started working in 1983. So I've worked literally my whole life for somebody else. And I work, I go hard for them, but then I question going hard for myself. Like I'm doing too much or I'm not doing enough, you know, blah, 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 that kind of thing. So um, that just really put me in a good mind space to see that. Um, okay, so, and then also leading from that into kind of just, along with that is kind of feeding your spirit. Like, what do you do to keep yourself happy, to keep yourself healthy? Because we don't know how to do it. Um, we second guess ourselves. And um, I think the main thing to do is to not second guess yourself and uh, try to get rid of the self-doubt. And that's really difficult. That's very difficult. And I struggle with it less now than I did a week ago. I'm getting better every day, but I have to trust that the thoughts I have and the movements I'm um, prompted to make are real. I, I literally have to. 
And um, you also run into people where your spirit is too big for people. And I, I'll probably talk about this a little bit every show because it always comes up that you're trying to be less to appease the people you are around. And that's difficult to do. Um, I worked in a situation where my manager was, uh, um, he was okay with mi uh, minimal, minimal output, like mediocre output. And I told him like, you know what? I'm great. Like, I know that I'm great. I know that I'm great at what I do. And I'm going to have a hard time being great working for somebody who's okay with mediocrity. And people who heard me say that thought that I was rude because there's no appreciation for someone knowing themselves and just being honest about it. And, you know, you have to know that yourself. You can't, you will not rise to the top. You will not get to your place if somebody's holding you back or you're waiting for somebody to change or something. So that's huge. So if you feel that about yourself, if you feel like you're trapped, your ideas are bigger than your options, then you're going to have to change your options because it's the only way you're going to get to a place of being free and to um, just kind of move along your path. Right. So that's a huge deal for me. Let's see. Um, also on Facebook this week, I didn't really argue with anybody last week on Facebook. You know, those energy exchanges with people mm -hmm. and they have crazy ass comments. So I didn't really argue a lot. I was just kind of like, boy, that's stupid. Um, you're that's crazy. Why would you say that? You know, just kind of baseline like that. Um, but that was pretty much my Facebook for this week. Um, just a lot of positive just affirmation, just women. I met so, much, so many amazing women and men on my Facebook page that I have to um, keep that in mind that I have uh, met them. This is, I'm just getting a text. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. Let me turn my ringer off. So I've met so many amazing people on Facebook and um, the women just affirm everything that you want. And we do that for each other. And some of us, we've never even met in in person. Like if you decide you're going to wear your hair natural and you post the picture and you're like, yeah, I'm not sure about this. And that's the time that everybody goes in and gives so much love about how beautiful you are and how amazing your eyes look. And, you know, just have that unspoken, uh, yummy attention that we give each other. So, um, you know, that's just, those are usually my Facebook interactions, just really positive and just beautiful women. And even the, our guest tonight, Gigi Robinson, and I met her through Facebook. And, and then we ended up being in a couple of social events together. I'll introduce her in just a moment, but I'm excited about her being on the show tonight. She's going to do an interview via phone. So we'll be able to connect with her that way. And um, I'll post some pictures. Um, I'll post some pictures of her also on the website to go under the show and her socials to get in touch with her. All right. So. Last week, we got to the second part of our juicy bedtime story. I know it's people. Yeah, it was two parts. I know everybody's waiting for the end. <laughs> I got so much feedback about the way you left everybody last week. <laughs> that was so wrong. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wrong, right. So tonight, we'll finish it tonight. So, um yeah, it's that's one of my favorite stories, and I read that when I go to do a reading. So that's one of the ones that I share a lot because it's just such a free um, experience mm -hmm. of uh, joy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, 
So that's the bedtime story. And then last week also we had um, Nicole Lanier, who was the um, numerologist and sexologist. And she was here with us and man, that was phenomenal. She just has the best energy such as she's like, you know what? I would use the term to describe her as sultry. It's not even sexy. It's like a, it's like a, a smoky jazz house sultry, right? Yeah, she just. I've had a couple conversations with her. You did. I've had a couple text message conversations with her on Facebook. She's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, yeah she is, and she's just had that, and she's that way in person. She's just like this yummy, sultry, yeah. soaked something. But yeah, so that was really cool. Nicole was here and um, I'm going to have her back. I want to see if she can start doing a couple of numbers for us every now and then, see what that looks like for her and her schedule. I think the um, audience would like it because there were a lot of requests. What's my number? What does it mean? And Absolutely. I think, yes. And the funniest thing was um, her reading my mom's number and said my mom would probably like group sex. <laughs> I love that. I'm like, oh, snap, mom. <laughs> Your mom called in to verify that she was not a freak. <laughs> what, don't she... I'm just going to tell you that she's lying to you. I am not a freak. <laughs> Look, wait a minute now. I don't think she didn't say she, well, don't, dis, uh, don't um, discount the freak part. She just said she doesn't do group sex. <laughs> Let's not put them together. <laughs> She'll fuss at me. For don't want to take anything away from her, right? Yeah, she's gonna fuss at me for saying that too. But um, yeah, so that was that was really a great interview last week. Okay, and then um, we've had Nicole here, Carla was here, Alan was here. We've had some really awesome guests, yeah, and um, yep. And then we have uh, Gigi tonight, and then Jason next week. He's an artist in Atlanta. Amazing artwork. I'm gonna have some of his stuff up for you guys to see too um, next week. And um, it's just crazy. We have so much good stuff. And then um, I'm gonna be in studio on June 6th with you, David. I have a guest coming in the studio. So I'll be up there in Atlanta for that. And um, yeah. What, yeah, so what else are you coming out of the day? I'm coming in early. I'm going to come in on the day. Well, I'm coming in on Thursday and I'm leaving on Friday because I'm going to meet um, my my guy in San Diego on Sunday. So it's going to be a whirlwind for me. I've got a lot going on right now. So, okay. yep. So we, um, we're going to have a great show. We're going to finish up Generosity and we're going to introduce Gigi after this break. So it's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. When Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Cheers. I actually, uh, I got Carla on my show next Thursday before next your Thursday. show. Okay. And okay. She's gonna be show. Oh, is she good? I was thinking that I was going to try to come up and um, I was going to try to come up for that show, but I can't because that's like right at the end of our session our before summer. Yeah. So we'll be in testing and stuff. 
79,000. And it looks like we've got several viewers on Facebook too. Let me take this time to respond to some Facebook comments if there are any. Um, yeah, there. Oh my gosh, there are several on here. Absolutely. Yeah. You famous, girl. Um, what'd you say? You famous, girl. <laughs> oh, well, look, let's not do that yet. The coolest part about it is now that I'm down here in the battery more, people are starting to recognize me. Yeah. And you know what? They don't call me DC. It's too easy to be DC. Aren't you that radio guy that radio underneath? Guy. Aren't you that radio guy underneath 680 the fan? I'm like, well, I appreciate you remembering 680 the fan. Do you know what my station numbers are? No. Mine are 109.6. That's the important one. Yeah, look, it's coming. <laughs> I'm that radio guy. That radio guy. So let me. I went into the ballpark today. The guy that was checking my tickets. Ain't you that radio guy? Yeah. Do you know my station number? Yeah. I love it. All right, coming in. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure I got the right number here. Okay, we're ready. You got 11 seconds. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I gotta send a text to Gigi. Tell her calling in soon. Yes. Hi there, it's Joyclyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And it's time to introduce our guest for this evening. Her name is Gigi Robinson, and she's amazing. I could just say that, but you know, I, I truly believe everyone that I connect with has such an amazing gift to offer. And just because I can share with them just adds to me. It makes me better just being able to interact. So I'm gonna read this brief little ditty about Gigi before I call her up on the phone and we can start our interview. And I said this before, she's an activation life coach. She specializes in astrology and sacred sexuality and spiritual health and wellness. Um, she spends half her year traveling as a panelist and as a seminar presenter for major platforms, sharing her experiences and knowledge on sex magic. So hopefully she's going to talk about some of that with us tonight. And the power of incorporating holistic tools such as astrology for emotional balance and wellness. Her company is called I Am Living Aligned. And that's also the website, IamLivingAligned.com. was created in 2012. And it's her activation community providing sessions, retreats, and social events to assist those looking for non-traditional ways of emotional healing and health, emotional health and healing. And Gigi holds her degrees in both CL degree um, microbiology and medical technology and an MS degree in business. So her sessions, she offers various sessions, activation, life alignment, coaching, coaching, astrology. She does tarot card readings, sacred sexuality, dream pushing, vibrational healing, body image healing, music, and also projecting. So we're going to, I'll ask, you know, her questions and stuff while we're talking and get her to expound on this. But right now I'm going to give her a call so we can start this radio interview. So let's see I if I can get I'm this going. David, can you hear the phone ringing? Yes, ma'am. Hello. Hi, it's Gigi. 
This is Gigi. Hi, Gigi. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6. And Hi, Joyce Lynn. How are you? I'm well, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I look like um I've lost my producer, so I want to make sure he shows back up. Okay. Uh, so let me give him a second. I'm gonna we'll continue to um talk a little bit because I don't want to leave the air dry while we're waiting on him to show up for Facebook land. But anyway, okay. so I read a brief intro of um that you provided me with, with different things that you do um, as far as your sacred sexuality and spiritual health and wellness. But once we get back um, on the air, I'm, I'll just ask you some questions and we can kind of expand that. But in the meantime, do you have anything that you're working on right now, like any upcoming retreats or anything? We can throw some I, dates out there. I, I do. I think what I want to really focus on the most is, um, the erotocology event with Sex Down South that happens in September. And then I also want to really talk about, um, I guess, or promote the Kinked Up ATL event that I just started doing, which is going to be October 31st through uh, November 3rd. Okay, so let's see. So you have the erotocology and that's in September? Well, we'll just say Sex Down South. But oh, say, okay. I do, yeah, I do an event for Sex Down South called Erotocology with Gigi. Okay. It's the event that I do with them, which is like an erotic uh, poetry event slash erotic arts show whatever. And it's almost like the prelude to um, Kinked Up ATL. It gives you kind of a little taste of what Kinked Up ATL can really be. Okay, Kinked Up ATL. Okay, so now that we're back across the board on the air and in Facebook land. So, hi guys, this is Gigi. Robinson and we're going to spend the next probably 27 minutes with her. Of course, we'll take a break, but I'm just, you know what? First thing, I'm always enamored with her. So I'm going to give her an opportunity. Yes, you know that. I love you. I'm going to give her an opportunity to talk to us and just to tell us about herself and then we'll get into her events because I know you'll have a lot of questions. And also, Gigi, I just found out we have over 70,000 listeners right now. So, yay! Yes. Congratulations so, well, to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So, Gigi, take the airwaves. Tell us about you and how you're here. Well, hi, you guys. So, like she said, I'm Gigi Robinson. I am the owner and founder of I Am Living Aligned, which is my online activation community where I provide intuitive astrology. I also provide um, activation life coach, as well as I teach about sacred sexuality. Um, um, outside of that, I do several events here in Atlanta, which is where I'm living now. Um, a year, I do an, uh, a goddess retreat, which is kind of like these detox, brain detox for women to come in and just really kind of let a lot of things go that we've been kind of carrying over the winter months and also get some tools of how to just, you know, continue whatever it is that you want to do and manifest for the remainder of the year. The Atlanta retreat is that opportunity to be able to come and learn and do those things. Um, but outside of that, the things that are coming up now, I have Erotocology with Gigi, which is an event that I do for Sex Down South. Um, it's in September, September September 5th through September 7th. Um, and then I also um, just started last year a kink event that I call King Up ATL, which is um, an event for people to come and learn about sacred sexuality as well as sacred kink and then explore in a very safe and uh, sacred environment to really get the tools that they need to learn about kink up and kink energy and those things. So that's an event that I provide 
for people who are part of my online community as far as the sacred sexuality piece is concerned. But that's just a little bit. So let me let me ask you this because I always try to take people back just so they can kind of people are really pent up. They're afraid of themselves. And when you mention sex, they go haywire because they think it's like something so taboo and crazy. But you speak so eloquently about, you say eroticology, you say sex down south, kinked up Atlanta, and you say this with such boldness that it almost, it, it should make people want to kind of peel back some of those layers. So when, when you talk about sacred sex, sexuality, what exactly are you talking about, the sacred sexuality? We're not talking about missionary, just get it. Like, what are you talking about when you talk about that? Well, sacred sexuality is taking your, sacred, your, your sexual energy and using it for more than just um, having an orgasm. It's about using sexual energy with intention. We all know that sexual energy creates babies, right? But we never ask ourselves, well, what is being created if we're not creating babies? What vibration are we creating? So sacred sexuality allows people to really understand the power in their sexual energy and not just to use it, like I said, just to get an orgasm is now taking that energy and now doing more with it. So if you need to manifest more abundance in your life or you are trying to maybe get healing, you know, alternative healing, your sexual energy can be used for multiple things in our lives and not just creating babies or not just contracting STDs and all these other things that we kind of put on sex that I think that creates this barrier that we don't really want to learn more about it. Okay, right. I totally agree. And it's, that's really one of the things that, I have a problem with having conversations with people when they're even in social media, kind of the topics that people lead and you find that they're so closed and unaware of who they are sexually, then, then it makes you like, well, what, why would I want to fuck with them? Like, damn. <laughs> you're like, right. yeah, you're like the first 15 minutes. You're like, never mind. Bye. You already know just based on the conversation. So I love the fact that you have allowed yourself to embrace this gift and move forward, to move people forward, to being more in control of their lives by manifesting the energy in which they exist. Absolutely. So, yeah, so that is a big deal. Um, I noticed on here that you have a witch's brew activation retreat, which is one of the things that I was interested with. I am interested in still. What it, what it, tell it, can you tell us a witch's brew activation retreat? Well, first of all, I think a lot of people, they hear the word witch and they go, ah! you know, they kind of get into this space about it, right? Because like my producer, my producer is giggling right now. He's probably like, <laughs> witches, what? Right. And from people. 
people who are really practicing in the energy every day and how they use the magic and we use the magic on ourselves so right. that's really what it is about it's not about anybody else all this other stuff you hear people throwing spells and things like that i'm not saying that trying to project your negative energy on somebody is not real because i do believe that but i also believe that we are the ultimate creators of our lives so anything that we want to happen and anything we want to manifest we use our words we use vibration we use colors scents, smells all those things in, com in combination to make those things happen right. so it's really just a lear just learning about what it means and one of the things we're going to go to break in just a minute, but one of the things I remember in reading about the witch's brew is that you almost that you, one of the requirements is that the women present themselves unbound, like without yeah. any undergarments, without any yeah. just remove everything that holds you hostage and yeah. be free and comfortable in your movement. That to me was that was huge because we're always so quick to bind everything. But for yes. you to say, present yourselves to the ancestors, to the energy, to the moment, that's a big deal because it says that that's definitely a place that you're comfortable. And many of us, we, you know, we're getting there, but, and a lot yeah. of people aren't. So. Yeah. And it's one of the biggest things too, that, you know, like that comes back to me because women read like the full details of what they have to do. And I say, okay, absolutely no brand, no panties and no bras. They're like, Oh my God, what do you mean? I'm like, listen, it's, it's about, I want everything open. Yes. You got to understand that your magic is your body, is yes. your energy, it's how you move. Yes. So you don't want any restrictions. So forget what they say about bras, forget what they say about undergarments. We're going without that. So yeah, all of that is a, a part of you understanding how to use your magic which is your feminine energy right and so one of the things that's so funny my mom would always say to me that's really nice when I'm dressed for something but will you wear a bra and I'm like I just don't want to mom it's not as much fun like so <laughs> I'm like but mom like I already don't wear any makeup I already don't like have all this crazy beautiful hair I'm like mom just let me be my ultra sexy self so as i get older she's now just a little bit more accepting of it but that's one of the things for me that gives so much freedom is just like i want to be able to walk out and be so comfortable in myself that the comments and stuff coming around me i don't even feel it like my aura is so big it doesn't even touch me you know mm -hmm. so i know that i have several people that would be interested in the retreat so we're going to wrap, hang on just a second. We're going to wrap up for a quick break. So this okay. is Joycelyn Wells with Gigi Robinson and Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. We'll be back right after this break. Yes. Thank you, David. All right, Gigi, this is the time where I get to ask some questions. This is my producer, David. <laughs> Hi, David. <laughs> he can, she can hear you. Okay, cool. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm one of those guys that's scared shitless because you said the word witch. <laughs> maybe, maybe if you didn't use that word, because you the way you described it, it was so much, like, more interesting but when you say the word witch you're not going to get any guys around i'm not I, any smart guys and that's so sad because 
because most guys don't even know that's what you're dealing with. Like women who are really powerful, like they really, really woman that has a lot of magnetism. You know what I'm saying? Like that woman that makes you like, oh my God, who is that woman? She is in, con- in, in control of her energy and her feminine energy. And that's what being a witch is. It's just being in control of your energy to where you know how to conjure and, you know, draw people to your attention. Those things. That's what being a powerful woman is. <laughs> He's shaking his head like, that's not yeah, what I'm talking about. I see, all the, I see all the positives about it. I love strong women. I'm, I'm cool with all the positives of being a witch. <clears throat> but I'm also a guy. And I know that that women, <clears throat> excuse me, I know that women and emotions have a tendency to go off the chain sometimes. And if you have the ability to conjure yeah, I don't. I don't want to be around if you get mad at me someday. I'll be scared. I think it would make the relationship not very good. Well, see, but that's the thing too, right? A woman who really knows her magic. Like, I'll, I'll just use myself for an example. Because I know what my magic is, I will never allow you to get into that space. I'll never allow you to get me to the space where I'm so mad with you that I even want to do anything harmful to you. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That's powerful that's going to come back on me you know it's going to come back on me several times and not Mm -hmm. just me, my children you know so it's not just you know a woman again a woman like me who really knows my magic i know how far to go i know what i'm going to allow myself to get into when it comes down to emotional things because i don't want to even get into the space of thinking about having to do anything to you like that you know but sometimes we allow our our emotions to get in the way i'm just a little bit more in control as i've gotten older myself (laughs) of just my energy in general (laughs) yes absolutely and you real and you realize at some point you realize like Damn, that was crazy. I lost my shit. So you have this thought like, whoa. And then you figure out like what happened. And then when when you know someone has that power over you, then you're like, well, wait a minute. I don't really like that part either. So you start start shifting to see how this person took power. You know, how did they get power over you? Yeah. And so now I can just leave you alone. So yeah. now how the way I hurt men, when you do something and I know that you're just not worthy of my energy, I just separate myself. And that is going to hurt you even worse. Trust me. Absolutely. Because when you realize you can't get it anymore, oh my God. Yep. You just completely hurt yourself. Yes. That's absolutely right. And that's one in, that's powerful for me because I over years, of, I always talk about me dating for years, and I would get caught up in these emotional spaces. And then I thought like this feels fucking miserable. Like I'm, you're coming in my house with me. You're leaving your crappy energy. I'm processing you when you're gone. I start shutting that door. You don't get to come to my house. I don't get there to share. Go. When I started protecting myself, I got stronger. There you go. Yep. And then I could recognize the crap. We're in. Oh, yep. he's, he's got to go refresh. Keep going, keep going. I'm getting a drink. Okay. Yeah, he's refreshing his drink. So that was a big thing for me. Is like. How do I, I've got to protect myself as much as I may care about this guy who's not giving me a 10th of what I require, let that, let it go. But we, we have people that get so caught up in that and allowing people to control them. And, um, that's not a good thing. So you're absolutely right in that. And I, that's me now. I'm like, I'm powerful. You can't touch me. I'm good. Yeah. 
expectation, I'm telling you, is the main killer of most relationships and energy. Yes. Because we come in, um, instead of seeing who a person really is, we come in wanting to show everything of what we are, hoping they'll see something in us that's so great. Mm-hmm. And now we want, now that person, since they see this, they want to start giving us everything. And that's just not how it works. And sometimes they're not, way. sometimes they're not even capable of giving where we are. No. Sometimes, I, I, this is one of the things I love to say is when someone comes into your life and they give to you, that may be all that they have for you. That means you release them back and you keep moving. Other people will come and give, but you don't hold on to somebody that's been depleted in their offering for you. What that doesn't even that doesn't even make sense. But we don't we don't look at it that way. We just looked at maybe they'll start changing and giving us some more. Yeah. Yeah, so that's funny. So we start complaining, you mm-hmm. know, or, or requesting things that a person never even showed you. I'm like, how did you, how do you expect to get that out of this, that person? <laughs> Absolutely. They never showed you that, but you thought it was capable how? They're going to just what? No, we got to stop doing that to people because it's unfair. Uh, you have to meet people where they are. Yep. And when you meet someone, you find out who they are, and if they match what it is that you want in your life, then you go with it. Yep. But you don't come in. And then wherever a person is lacking, you say, hey, I'm going to accept this person, but I can make him change. Yeah. I can change A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you've already lost. You yep. know, go ahead and get out of that relationship now. Yep. It's over. And I spent years and I spent years in a relationship like that thinking, this is my honest thought. If I could love him enough, it'll teach him how to love me. And I was spent years in that. So what's like? <laughs> Uh, you're like, yeah, I did. I was like, maybe he didn't grow up with the type of love that I grew up with. But what I found, instead of him learning to love, I was turning into the bitter, the hatred, the anger. The negative was taking me. And then I was miserable because I'm like, I don't even like the way this feels. But I tried. I tried. You know, that, and I was finally like, okay, I'm done. I, you know, I can't. And then, he, you know, he's like, well, I'd rather you just stay. And be like this, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> you what? So you know, but it's it's really hard to um, yeah. to get people to understand that you weren't placed here to be mistreated by another human. Like that's not how that works. Like yeah, and and it, and also too, it comes from just like what we learn as children, like growing up, like what our relationship dynamics were what we learn from our parents and and those things first precede anything that we really think that we want to be honest mm-hmm. because that's that's the only thing that you remember and i think when you can start to really <clears throat> dissect that and really look into the avenue of what you remember growing up of what you felt like a woman is supposed to be your wife or a girlfriend and a daddy and all these things it'll start to really drop pictures on what it is that you're projecting to your partner yep. because that's really what we're doing yeah um and then you have to realize is that even what you want right you really want a duplicate of your parents relationships and if you don't then you need to start to really looking looking at the the projections that you have when it comes down to your expectations of people yeah and i think for me that really helped me to see why i would have a lot of arguments in my relationships because my parents still to this day they love each other but they tend to, to bicker and fight back and mm-hmm. forth and so i saw that growing up and so i tend i started to see that there were a lot of bickering and like me even when we were good i was picking certain fights because i'm used to seeing that was even comfort. In the love yeah that's comfort yeah right? that was a comfort so, yeah but i realized 
realized I didn't want that. I didn't desire to have the bickering in my relationship. So I had to start to uh, watch my own triggers and just the little things that I was doing when it came down to my relationship so that I could start to change the relationship paradigms between what I wanted and what I was receiving. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's so funny that you say that because one of the things that I all and I talked to my mom about this um, a few weeks ago. One of the things I remember growing up is that my mom, if she was in a bad relationship, she didn't hesitate to leave. Like she would pack me up with put my stuff in a basket and let's go. And we go on. But I stayed in my own marriage for so many years just trying. First of all, I wanted to maintain a marriage. And my family, because my mom was divorced so long, I was trying to do it right. Not thinking about the level of misery, but it was everything based on trying to do it right based on my mom. And then when when I realized like, oh, hey, y'all pack y'all backpacks. We're going on an adventure. (laughs) You're like, we out this bitch. Let's go. Like, so once I realized that I could go, it was like, I don't have to stay here. There's nothing that says I have to stay here. And that was really a big turning point for me. And it was very, um, it was a dark time because I was afraid, but it was the light started shining because I was now on my own. I wasn't concerned about the fear of somebody else, you know, like so. And, but that's it. When you can look at your family dynamic and why you are who you are and even place the blame of emotional abuse and physical abuse and verbal, when you can look at that, that clears it up to what you've been conditioned for. Yes. And then you can start to really process it because, you know, it's really, I don't really believe like a, a lot of my coaching, I don't allow my clients to really uh, blame for too long. Yep. Like I'll allow you to come in the door and, and we'll start off that way, but you can't leave that way because I just, if we, if you realize how we got into this realm of existence, meaning if you understand how, creation works and you understand how many sperm is released and you know in order yes. to create one child yes. that you had to beat out 2.9 billion sperm to get here then you'll realize that you were against all odds when it yes. came down to being created so the fact that you beat that out then that's that tells me and every other person that you deserve to be here and if you deserve to be here there's no such thing as you being powerless yes you just have ex- situations and experiences and we all have them it don't matter what your thing is because we all have a thing it's just about you taking that thing and not allowing it to beat you down to where now you're a victim of life and you're not creating anything more for yourself and your legacy which is what we tend to do yeah tend to just get beaten down by what happens to us and then we start telling that story and we keep telling that story and now it's happening to our children and our grandkids it's a cycle that doesn't stop because you don't realize that the story is not to make you a victim it's to really to make you a a hero yeah to empower you and for other people you know so to empower you i have a a friend of um well she's a friend of mine we haven't talked in a while but she was dating this man who was almost 60 well he was like 56 and she was talking about how his relationship with his mother and he, you know, she didn't love him growing up and she's telling me this and I'm listening and I'm like, why the hell are you dating him? Like, I'm like, he's almost 60 and he's got mama issues. Like what? (laughs) I'm like, he hasn't gotten over that yet. And she's like, well, I told him he should get some counseling and I'm going to make an appointment for him. And I'm like, what? What? Right. She has a savior complex. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. 
so that's always funny to me because I people tell me like you just cut people off. You just and I'm like, I'm not cutting you off. I just understand that I don't have the energy that you need to get where you need to be. I don't you can't drown me in that anymore. I'm that's a not somebody else. Get somebody 10 years younger than me. Like yeah. so, but not me. I can't do it anymore. So we really have to release those things of just like you can't know. I don't need to be weighed down anymore. I need to be free. Right. right. I need to be batteries, free. Batteries is very important. Um, and we have to have those in order to survive, you know, and realizing, um, you know, we don't have those and people tend to, you know, drain you. Yep. So, yeah, you got to you got to follow the signs. And then also, too, I think what keeps us from even having to go into those spaces, too, is being honest with ourselves when we meet people. I think sometimes we meet people and from the gate, the gate, we already know how far to go. But then sometimes we're like, but what if, you know, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so we have those what if moments. We go past that. And then that what if proves us that we should have never went into that situation. You should have. <laughs> that's right. You knew right off. You're like, you're like, no, you th that's why I always say I'll get in the first time I meet somebody or date and I haven't really dated in like a couple of years. So I would meet somebody. I'll be like, I'll know in the first 15 minutes if I should stay for five more. Like I already know, like, that's how well I know myself. It's just kind of like, I can't help you. Like even my question would be sim something simple, like tell me about you, but don't mention your children or your parents. Or tell me about you. And people people are like, well, I mean, gosh, my kids, that's what I do. Okay, then. All right. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get so caught up. So um, no. that, but it's true, David. That's true. You get, you know, when you meet people, you're like, oh, God, I can't do this. But um, I am learning too much. You're learning so much? <laughs> I am learning too much. So, Gigi, one of the things David just showed, told me we have a couple minutes, uh, maybe a minute left. But one of the things before you go, I know you, I told you two segments of 15 minutes, so we're almost done with that. But one of the things when we come back from break, I want you to talk about is remember you were on a tear and you were talking about men being connected to the titty. I just want can you. A little bit before you say goodnight, just or another time. It doesn't have to be this time. But that was very powerful for me. That was good for me. Well, we can, we can definitely, I think we can touch on it. <laughs> okay, awesome. So, David, we're ready for a break. So if we're ready for a break, yeah. then we'll come back and she'll touch on it. Awesome. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Gigi Robinson on Joy Exposed. When Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. We'll be right back. Thanks, David. Gigi, when you went on that tear, I was like, that's what I was like, that's the goddess of fire. Like, she's spitting that fire today. Like, you were. You know, I have those tangents sometimes, and it usually comes from when I have clients, like, especially my couple clients sometimes, and I'll be working with the women, and then, like, something will happen where the men may feel like I'm doing too much or I'm freeing the woman up or whatever. And I realized a lot of the issues had has a lot to do with the fact that women coddle men so much, especially in my, in my generation. I'm going to just use my generation, for example, because I use the example of 
the household I grew up in, if I got something lower than a, a B or C at home, mm-hmm. if I got a C, I got reprimanded by my parents. Mm. It was an issue. What's going on with you? Why are you doing this? But my brother, on the other hand, if he could just get a D, he would do great. You know? And so, it, to me, it created this paradigm where women overcoddle men and yes. it creates a space where they cannot you know even to this day men struggle with what they want to be and what they want to do in life and I think it's because we, we've over controlled that situation for them yeah. we've been letting them you know breed off us so long to where we, we, we got to the space that we, we don't receive enough and get what we need but all of it's because you won't let them do anything you, you're controlling everything and we gotta stop that shit because then it be oh I'm sorry oh no I think we're coming back you can, so hi there, it's Joycelyn Wells with Gigi Robinson and Joy Exposed, and we're back. So I'm glad we're back because I was just talking to Gigi about, she was on Facebook on a rant one day, and she was talking about men being still connected to the titty. So she's going to talk to us about her insights on that and why that's so powerful for her. So Gigi, we're back. Keep going now. I'm listening. Oh my God. Okay, so you guys, so sometimes I get into these rants. I was telling sometimes when I'm in my clients and I have my couple clients sometimes and you know I'll be working with them and I'll be working with the woman to just release control so it's really good for the man but because in my generation I'll just use for example when I grew up in my household you guys when I made anything less than if I made a C at home when I got home my parents reprimanded me I, I was in trouble but my brother though if he could just get a D in the house everybody was happy nobody was having a problem and it allowed me to see that there's a paradigm where women have been protecting and coddling the men way too long you know for several different reasons i can go on and on about the reasons why you know women do that i'm not going to even go into that i'm just going to say it's happening and because it's happening we're as women we're not getting what we what we need to receive because we're controlling every single thing because you don't trust that you can pay the bills on time you don't trust that you can do these things and when you don't trust that he can do those things then it means you have to do them but you already got a thousand jobs already absolutely you already got a thousand jobs how you going to continue now you're making breastfeeding him as one of your jobs come on we we gotta stop this cycle of not trusting that our men can show up yes do what we need them to do because we're never going to get a break at all in no time in life i just remember on the day that you i remember the first time i saw that you responded to somebody i was like Oh my God, she is boss as hell. Like she is killing. I just was, I was reading your comments all day and I was like, she's fire. Like she is fire and she is done. And that's one of the things that we don't realize as women because we're such nurturers and we're able to birth so many personalities, so many different energies. So we feel like we're supposed to continue to nurture these, even that we didn't birth. That's what we think. A rule of thumb that I have in dating is, I'm not going to have a conversation with the man I'm dating that I'm going to have with my son. Like my son is 16. So I, and somebody was telling this guy was telling me he didn't, I don't like to fly. I'm in this. I was like, okay, we ain't got to talk no more. I'm done. Like, I don't, I, that's the end of it for me. And then one of my friends was like, well, he seems like a good guy. Maybe you could get him to fly. And you I'm like, I've got a son. I'm teaching my son these things. I don't want to teach somebody who's supposed to lead me or want me to follow them. Like, I'm, I can't. That's such a divisive thought. I'm, you're supposed to lead me, but then I'm talking to you like you're my child. So 
that helped me a lot to just be able to be like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I can't do it. But we do get caught in raising and hoping to raise them. And then what we don't realize is you put all this time and energy into raising this man to be great. And then you expect him to one day be able to pour into you. He'll never pour into you. Now he's going to pour into the next woman. Absolutely. Pour into the person that you're putting all that energy into. Because, again, you, you have, we have to look at the reason why we're doing it in the yep. first place. Yep. I said earlier, you meet a person and they show you that they are A, B, C, and D, right? But you want a person that's A, B, C, D, E, and F, right? Mm -hmm. So you'd be like, well, he has A, B, C, and D. So I'm going to get him and then I'm going to add the other the letters. <laughs> no. You've lost already. The man showed you that he only has A. A, B, C, and D capability. Why, why are you trying to create something else? Why don't you just go ahead and, and get what you want, baby? Yep. Sometimes we have to also trust and believe that what you want is out there. So you can stop settling for other people's men and husbands. Yep. A lot of us are with other people's husbands. I'm yep. sorry yep. to tell you that. Because yep. you didn't trust that your husband was out there. So and, and you're going through all type of problems and situations with somebody else's husband. Yeah. And try to teach and educate him. Well, he just ain't for you. He's not for so you. Yeah. A lot of that a lot of that is our issue and our reason because we're just not patient. We're not patient with ourselves. We don't trust. We don't believe. And so that's the reason why we want to teach and continue to educate other women's sons. Absolutely. Absolutely. Instead of letting them teach and educate themselves about what it is that they want to be and what they're interested in because that's what's going to guarantee the longevity. Absolutely. I'm not saying you can't spark your man's interest. That's not what I'm saying. But if it becomes a situation and now you got to sit him down and teach him his ABCs and one, two, threes, baby, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Like, yep, it's a, it's a wrap. You're absolutely right. And that's, that's hard. I think for women who are single, that's hard because so many women want to have a man and they think that I just want to have him like I'll do whatever I have to do and even if I my thought is this first of all I'm not questioning a man on his decisions he make I'm not gonna do it if I'm unhappy with it I'm unhappy if I need to keep it moving I'm gonna keep it moving but to ask you why you did it what were you thinking you didn't think of me blah 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 blah, blah. <laughs> I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm like, oh, that's what you, that's okay. Oh, that's great. Sounds great to me. Bye. Like, but that's how I had to get to that space to disconnect from the bullshit. Like, it was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm, I don't want, like, you, you got this woman trying to call me because you, and then you live here and you, like, you got all these things. That, I'm just like, no, I'm done. I'm done. Bye. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then we have to ourselves too. Why do we even want a man? But yeah. what I mean is, why everybody's such a rush to be in a relationship and get married and all this stuff? Like, you got to understand that we all have been fed this Cinderella syndrome. Yes. We all believe that that's our life. And if it was our life, then guess what? Everybody would guarantee already have a man lined up. When you got out of school, he would have been already ready. Already. That was yep. so close to everybody's reality. And I think Disney has messed us up, to be yeah. honest with you. All these princess stories and stuff, they cute. They cute. For so long until you start to believe that you're really that person. And then you wondering where all your men at or where your men. See, come out of that and start to enjoy life. Learn what it is 
that you love. Start to date yourself. Absolutely. Take yourself on vacation. Take yourself out. Buy yourself special things. Yep. All the things that you expect to receive from another person, Do it you yourself. need to give it to yourself first so you can at least see what it feels like. A lot of us want things from other people that we've never even given ourselves. Yep. How is that possible? Yeah, I, you know what? I told a story on, like two weeks ago on, on the air. Uh, I had a checklist about what I wanted from a man. It was amazing, this checklist. And this man was awesome. And then I met him and he didn't have any teeth. And I was like, look, that wasn't on my list. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. He's got everything with teeth. And then I was like, well, I could get him some teeth. And then I thought, well, why can't he get himself some teeth? Is that not important to him? Now that's, that's the question. I think it's important if he doesn't have any and it's not important to him, who am I to change that? Right? So then, then I'll be like, I can't believe you treated me like this. I bought you some tea. <laughs> You're going to get exactly what you deserve. <laughs> you know, so if you came in and obviously, he came on some teeth. That's and right. He got him some teeth, and he left you because another woman saw him with the teeth, and then he liked her more. That's your fault because you should have left him without any teeth, and then maybe he would have stayed there if you wanted a man without teeth. That's I mean, right. You got to start appreciating people for who they are. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so it's Gigi Robinson on Joy Exposed with Joycelyn Wells. Her um, website is I am I am Living Aligned.com. I'll put her socials on the website and also my Facebook page. She is, you can find her. I am living aligned on Facebook and also um, on Instagram. So Gigi, we really appreciate you joining us this evening and I would love to have you back. Yes, so I would love to come back. thank you. Thank you so much. That. Absolutely. Thank you. And when I come, I'll come to Atlanta cause I want you to come into the studio because David is afraid of you talking about witches, but he will really, he'll be terrified in the studio with how beautiful you are. Absolutely. He'll be like, oh my God, oh my God. He love he will love it. So we really appreciate you. Thank you. And then also I'm gonna if you could I'm gonna put the dates if you don't mind the sex down south and the kinked up Atlanta. I want to have that rolling on my website so people can see it when they come on there and we can yes. kind of drive your attendance there. And then I think I'd like to sponsor a couple of ladies for the witches brew for next year. So the um the uh, witches retreat in New Orleans for next year. So we'll work together on that so that I can get them to you. Oh, awesome. Yeah. We appreciate that. Yeah, awesome. So anyway, thank you so much and you have a wonderful evening. And of course, thank I love you. Me. Love you guys. Bye. Bye bye. Hi there, David. I'm back. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? <laughs> Did you not read our contract about what's allowed in here, what's not allowed in here? Yeah, well, I figure if I'm allowed in there, all that. <laughs> If you brought me on, you already know what it is. Yeah, she seems pretty cool. Yeah, she is wonderful. She's such an, um, I'll tell a quick story before we go to break. I think we have like two minutes. So I, when I met her, she's phenomenal. Like she's beautiful energy. Like her, she, I told you her skin looks like it has glitter in it to me. She's so beautiful. yeah, she's beautiful. So she's when, um, hold up, did my, I think my beats went, my radio went off. 
Oh, there we go. So um, <laughs> she's just amazing. So when I met her at an event, I ended up connecting with her. We were just talking. But then after that, I had a situation with um, a guy that I was dating that liked to call me out of my name during, you know, when we we're being doing the whoopee, right? So he would call me out of my name. He specifically would call me a bitch. He liked that. And I did it. Like during sex, he would be like, bitch, such and such. And I'm like, wait, what? I don't get it. So, yeah. So I totally be out of it. But so it happened. And um, I called her just on a whim because I thought she's so powerful. She would know what to do. And she was so even in her response to me that I was like, yeah. And I asked her about it. And she said, well, what you have to do if you if he's worth it, you can have another persona to go into when these things happen and you can just enjoy it that way. And if you don't want to do that or you can't, then stop seeing him. I mean, there was no, nice. um, there was no talk to him about it. It was only my actions. You can either develop a persona to receive it and enjoy it or walk away from it. Yeah, so that was it for me, for her. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. We just had Gigi Robinson with us, and it was awesome. We'll see you guys after break. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Mwah. Is it, that was great. She's great, isn't she? She, I, I tell you, when you sent me her link, I went and looked. I was a little disappointed she called. I would like to see her moving around. She is beautiful. She beautiful. Is, yeah, she is. She sent me some great pictures. I'm going to put them up. Um, when, she up said, when she said which, I definitely got a different opinion of beauty. Yeah, I mean, she is. Like, I'm telling you, she's phenomenal. And she's probably 15 years younger than me. So maybe in her, like, early, mid-30s. You can't, you look at her and she's amazing. But I yeah. know she's significantly younger, but she is not of this time. Like, she is powerful as a mother. Like, for real. Yeah, like she is. Yeah. But I'm, when I saw her, I was totally intrigued. Like, I was like... This woman is magic. That's how I felt. And I, I said, she's magic. And then the person I said it to said, so are you. And I was like, no, the fuck I'm not. <laughs> In a different way. You, you definitely teach people things. I disagree totally. You're very well spoken. You're all the way honest. I think that's why I get along with you so well. It's like, I hear what you say. And remember, no matter if I like it or not, I know it's what you believe. Yeah. You're you're a very good speaker. That Don't say yourself. Thank you. Well, at the time I didn't know because I was still becoming, but now it's like I can substantiate the things that I'm saying and they mean something to me. So I'm not gonna just blow smoke. And if I don't know, I don't know, you know. But my the most important thing to me is to not place any negative thoughts on people around me. I've never been able to do that. I didn't never, I didn't know that what that was. But I just receive everybody as they are. Like I literally can just look at somebody and say something good. Anybody, it doesn't even matter. Just say something, and I'm like, 
And everybody's like, you don't see this? And she got on that ugly outfit. And I'm like, no, I don't even see it. So, but it's just me. Hello. All right, I'm ready. Hi there, it's Joy Exposed on BFAM 109.6 with Joycelyn Wells. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. So we just had an awesome guest, Gigi Robinson. I love her, like literally love her, right? I, I but you, I, there's, I've got a video on YouTube that talks about how much I fall in love with people around me. Like I literally take the goodness from people around me and Gigi is good. She's going to lead a nation of millions to just being amazing because she's gonna open up your you being comfortable with your sexuality. She said she has a sacred sexuality retreat with sex down south. It's called eroticology. She has um, she does an event in Atlanta called Kinked Up Atlanta, a place for you to be safe in your kinkiness. Whoa. So I'm thinking maybe we should put that on the calendar and plan to be a part of Kinked Up Atlanta. I gotta talk to my boyfriend about that. That's actually new. there's a calendar. There's a no. calendar when you go to Kinked Up Atlanta. There's a calendar there already. I went while you guys were talking. If you go to Kinked Up Atlanta, there's a calendar there, and it has events. Yeah, all through Atlanta about being kinked up. Yeah, so I think we should go. Mm -hmm. We'll we'll go in October and support um Gigi. So I'll put that on my calendar. We'll come up for it's the Halloween weekend. We'll come up and um, get a crowd and we'll just come support her and um, just see what she can teach us, what we can learn from her. And I definitely have some women friends that would enjoy it because I find that more women, not men are very basic. Men are not. Oh, sorry. Take that back crowd. I love y'all men. You know, I love men, but men are very like black and white and women have like, for lack of a better analogy, 50 shades of gray. We have so many different things that we're thinking and we can't just be black or white. But I know that I definitely have some uh, women friends that would be open to or should be open to some kinked up Atlanta. Right. So I'm, I'm definitely going to put that on the calendar to be a part of that. So, um, gosh, is that, David, our shows are getting better and better. Right. Our, we have the best. I wanted, I wanted to say something about that. You know, like you said, you weren't magic. How many radio shows did you do before you met me? None. Do you know how many radio shows you've done so far? You look at the perfection you're doing. How many? Six, five. Number 13. I'm on 13 shows. Wow. 13 shows and you're already doing this well. It's this my time. Joy exposed. It's your magic. It's my magic. That's right. So, um, okay, he's now he's throwing me off because I don't really take compliments well. So now no, I so my mind goes like, uh, that's for somebody else. But thank you very much. I'll receive it. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. next next week we have a guest. His name is Jason Hightower. And he's an artist. Amazing. Like, as a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you, have your checkbooks ready. Because we're going to show some of his art. He's got some good, good stuff. And it'll be on my website. So for you guys listening, my website is joyexposed.com. Go to the website. They'll Across the um, menu bar, go to Joy Exposed. It has all of our shows listed and even some old blog stuff I've done. You get to see I'm such a romantic. I'm such a mushy, mushy. So go and see that. Um, is Jason coming into the studio? 
Jason, I don't know yet. He um, he is in Atlanta. I don't know if he's coming in the studio, but I sent him an email. So I'm waiting on his reply and I'll let you know that soon enough. So the next segment is called Growing Up Joycelyn. And let me tell y'all, my son is 16. I'm so protective of him because he's the son of a woman who writes books that have sex in them. So I actually wrote about this on my Facebook page because my son is, he was worried about his friends finding out about his mom writing about sex. And, and I, I told him, I'm like, I didn't write about sex. Like it's in, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a writer and I'm amazing. Like I'm gifted. So we had this whole dialogue about it. And I told him that I didn't want him to think that I was minimizing, um, his fears of being found out of a son of a mom. And then he told me, and I told him, I was happy, proud of him because he was being protective of himself, keeping himself safe. And yep. he, he told me, mom, thank you for saying that. But as a man, I should be able to support my mother and my friends and people around me when they're doing what's in their passion. So the, we literally have these conversations. Yeah, he, yeah, he is. He's just super. He's super smart, and um, I figure I should have had all boys because if I had all boys and they were this amazing, I would be like doting mom. Because he is. Yeah. Um, speaking of having all boys, I'm gonna give a shout out. I don't know if she's watching. To Crystal, she went to school. She's younger than me, but she's from Marietta. She had five boys, and her son just graduated. yeah, her son just graduated um, from I think University of Memphis. I hate to say that because it might not be right, but he was in Memphis for college and he graduated. So I think he's probably getting ready to go play basketball for pros, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had five boys. She calls him J5. So um, she's pretty terrific. So um, that was my shout out for having all boys. But Mother's Day, um, my son told me, um, so my ex-husband's married and they wanted to have all the kids over for dinner on Mother's Day. My kids are very protective of me, and they're like, "We're not going over there. We got a mama." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, that's okay. I don't, but I don't, I don't, I don't exist in space to get caught in that. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I'm like, "Well, your dad, your grandmother passed away years ago, so your dad probably would love to have all the kids together. Her kids are there. It probably means something to your dad. So you guys go ahead." Well, my son says to me. Um, well, mom, I have to see you because I got your present is coming. And, um, I'm like, okay. So I didn't see him until yesterday. And he listened so well to me because I always complain about my feet hurting. Cause first of all, I like to wear Converse and sandals and I'm getting older. So my feet are not as happy as they used to be. And he got me these really awesome shoes for mother's day. And I was like, you spent like your allowance for three weeks to get me sneakers. He was like, yeah. He was so proud. That's yeah. so long. Yeah. So I'm really protective of him to come on the show. And oh, come on. I know because he's still. I am, but he's so, he's still, you know, he's just, he's like his mom, he's trying to balance. Big, one, that's one of the things that I give my kids is like, you be who you are. I am who I am. I don't want to influence your movements. But he's so supportive 
behind the scenes. He produced my YouTube videos that I did last summer. He um, came up with some questions about the novel that I wrote, some review questions, discussion questions for book clubs. Like, so he's so supportive in that aspect, but he's also protective of himself because he's like, I don't want my friends to know my mom wrote a book about sex. <laughs> so I'm like, but it's great sex. He says, but mom, we're 16, it's just sex. <laughs> He said, to adults, it may be great sex, but to 16-year-olds, it's sex. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's really funny in that, and I have to allow him that space to be protected. And that's one of the reasons why I don't have my books in the bookstores, that people can't go in and buy them, that you have to physically go order them from Amazon or Barnes and Nobles because I don't want them to be just there and somebody walks in to get Romeo and Juliet and they're like, oh my gosh, that's Quentin's mom's name. I really want to meet Quentin. Yeah, he's, I want to bring him, I'll probably bring him up for a couple of days this summer, but um, yeah, he is he is such a stand-up guy and he loves he loves his mom, right? It's it's really weird. And so the funny thing is that when my ex-husband and I got divorced, the girls stayed with me and Quentin went with him. David, you went away? I guess you did. All right. Well, I'm telling you guys because David went away. So the girls came with me and Quentin stayed with dad. So for about uh, it's quite 16 out. So for about eight years, he traveled back and forth between Atlanta and Tampa to visit with me on holidays and breaks and all of that. So we really have a unique relationship because I was the non-custodial parent. So as the non-custodial parent, I had to make sure the time that we had together was the great time that we had. So even if it was just six or seven times a year that we spent together, we have this amazing bond. And so now that I'm here and I live close, we see each other every week. And that's a big deal for, I mean, that's a big deal for both of us. And so when he would fly back and forth, we would be at the airport, literally think I would be like, I'm just going to kidnap him. I'm going to keep him. I'm not going to send him back. Yeah. So and so I would I would be like, what what would you do? What do you think your dad would do if I just didn't send you back, if I just kidnapped you? He's like, I don't know, but you can do it. So this makes me cry because it's just- I see that, you're getting emotional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So about a month ago we were together and I said, um, I said, I think I'm just gonna kidnap you. I'm not gonna take you home today. I'm gonna kidnap you. And he says, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, it's my baby. So that's my that's my growing up Joycelyn moment about my baby. And uh, you guys will meet him one day, but I gotta let him do it on his own time. I can't force that on him. He's he's right. protective, right? And uh, he's read my word. I've shared it, so he's read it. So we're gonna go to break in I think two minutes. So we'll um, talk a bit more for a couple more minutes, right? And then when we get back, we will um, finish up generosity. You guys like that bedtime story? 
<laughs> You're rubbing your hands together. <laughs> oh, You're so with, I'm gonna grab this and oh, we're gonna go next week. <laughs> so now all the guys that were listening are sitting there with, wait, whoa, whoa, wait, whoa. Huh? <laughs> But you got to make it yummy, right? It's got to last. Oh, it I went home and read it already, so I already know what's going to happen. I did. I Dude. skipped in the book. I'm almost, I'm halfway through the second book. That's so. But those are aren't they great stories? I'm having some really good dreams. <laughs> <laughs> they I feel are. like I know so much about you that I don't need to know. <laughs> and you Not know what? For my guy friends that are out there, they are very, very erotic, well-written books. I'm not just selling that. Yeah. She can definitely write. It's not smut. That's the biggest yeah. thing. It's sex, but it's not smut. Yeah. It's not porn. It's, yeah. it's clean, good, really good sex. But you know the and and the thing that men the one thing that men say consistently is that. They don't have access to the woman's psyche during sex. So the fact that the character can say the stuff that the character is saying, trying to get ready to have sex, they're like, do women really think that much? And like, yes. Your book is like a small encyclopedia and everything that we need to know that we don't know. Yeah. I'll feel sorry for the girl I get with. I'm gonna mess her whole world up. I know <laughs> some shit now. Good look, good for you. And then you know, women, we when you have the opportunity to get us in that vulnerable vulnerable space, make use of the vulnerable space. Like yeah. you, you guys, stop asking questions and wondering if I can. She's she's gonna be open. She's open to it. Just absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, commercial. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Stick around for our bedtime story. It's coming up next. Generosity. Mwah. Cause girl, you're so smooth. That was Isn't Lena. I love it. Uh, I love Lena. I would hear some. Hmm. I love I'm Lena. Saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, I love that. And I don't know where she is. I've looked for her too. I don't know where she is. She doesn't have a lot of views, so it's, it should be a little easier to find her. But I, you know, I don't, but you know what? I was looking for this artist that I fell in love with out of Memphis. And then I found out that she died. I've even contacted, I contacted, but Jill Scott was on Hidden Beach. So they're still around, but I contacted them and they never contacted me back. Hidden Beach Records. Yeah, I've looked for her. I cannot find her. I wanted her to come. I wanted her to do a, a private party. I just wanted her to do music for my um, movie short for the Virtues of Joy. I haven't found her. I'll find her. You can't hide women from me. <laughs> Good. So we um we have like Come man, in. this is a great show. We in?
Hi, y'all. It's Jocelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And remember, when Joy is exposed, everything just feels better. So we just wrapped up with our um, a growing up Jocelyn moment. I was talking about my son. I got all weepy. Yeah, he makes my love flow from inside. That's what I call my tears, an overwhelming flow of love, right? I don't, they're not negative for me. It's positive because they come with goodness. That's another day. So you guys have been waiting all week for me to finish up generosity. Hey. You're the light. <laughs> so what so we all want to know what happened with Joy in seven, right? So I think yeah. the last the last thing Seven did was to create his own trap under her leggings, right? Yes, so, ma'am. Yeah, so he created a trap. And then Joy's friend Kendall brought over some a shot she was saving. Let's see. Let's see. I remember in between moans, someone removed my boots. My leggings were removed, which freed Seven from his self-made trap. When that happened, he sat back on his haunches, unbuckled his belt, unbuttoned and unzipped his pants. He stood up on his knees, pulled his pants and boxers down. I sat up. I wanted to suck his dick. He didn't say anything. He put his hands on my chest and pushed me back on the air sofa. He grabbed my hips and pulled me to the edge of the sofa. He took his hands and spread my legs at the knees. He looked blankly at my pussy. Can I say pussy on the air? Sure. Okay. He took his fingers and spread my thighs, holding my lips and ass cheeks open. I didn't know what he was thinking, but I had placed myself on the altar for him. Now I'm at his mercy. Finally, he moved his hands. He had made a decision and he moved his body closer. He was so close that his pubic arch was touching my lips. My anticipation was growing. Breathe. He inched back until he made room between us for his dick. When he touched himself, I imagined it was my hand. How did it feel? How does it look? Is it hot? Is it heavy? I wanted to feel the blood filling him the course through my hand. Seven grabs his dick. In response, I opened my legs wider. I was ready. He began to move forward. I was open. I could feel his heat before he entered me. I took a deep breath, preparing my mind and body for whatever power he was capable of delivering. Exhale. He's feeling my openness. I'm holding my breath. He's in. He stops. We're both lost in the pleasure, enjoying the throbbing that each of our bodies are emitting. The sensations became so entwined that our pulses were in harmony. The resounding effect was so loud. Slowly, he moved his hands to my knees. He pushed them open. He wanted me wider. I obliged. He began to move his hips back, forth, back and forth. He was wherever men go in their minds when caught in the rapture. I was completely engulfed in the waves of ecstasy that continued to wash over me. I could feel my hips moving desperately, trying to meet his thrust. My in instincts took over. I was meeting him harder, faster, deeper. I wanted everything he was giving. He was taking everything that I laid before him. My nerves and blood cells, my biggest cheerleaders were screaming, yes, Joy, this is it, give it to him, yes, yes. Hell, how could I not comply? With my eyes closed and my mind black, my body was functioning on its own. I could feel my orgasm preparing to make its dramatic exit. I said it out loud, telling no one in particular, I'm coming. Seven took this as his cue to assist more in this effort. But by that time, his assistance was no longer needed. Through a series of electric shocks, my orgasm had arrived. I just laid there. It was no time to recover, so I didn't try. No words were needed. Every sound around us combined and resembled black noise. Well, Seven slowed his stroke to a long slow motion. 
He attempted to keep me alive. I moaned, signaling there was still life in me. He touched my neck gently at first. Then as if losing himself, he grabbed my neck tighter. I couldn't tell if he were trying to choke me or hold on while he rode his own powerful wave. It seemed like he wasn't getting inside of me enough to satisfy his needs. <coughs> he kept trying. <laughs> David. He kept trying to go deeper. Maybe he wanted his whole body inside. So note, that's Carla's favorite line out of this, this story. I had lay there and took it, too exhausted to counter his beast. Suddenly he pulled out and at the same time he pulled me to a sitting position with the hand that held his neck. Immediately I realized what he was taking next. He wanted my mouth, the place from his earlier expedition. He was erect and covered in my sweetness. I leaned forward to start his ending process. I couldn't suck easy. He was ready to finish. I was focused on getting him there. Getting him there. I drew him in my mouth like a vacuum. I sucked feverishly. I sucked and stroked over and over. Now he was helpless. I was the taker. After a few moments, I felt his body stiffen. He buried his hands in my hair, holding on. His body was tense and mouth was silent as he came. His cum was delicious, thick, salty, and sweet and filled the hollow of my mouth. When he realized that he was still holding my hair, he slowly released it and began straightening it like he was apologizing for his destruction. He lifted my head to meet his gaze. I lifted my eyes to him and swallowed. Something I could not recognize flashed through his eyes. He smiled a gentle smile. I think that once he realized there were people still there, he tried to cover me. He didn't want them to see me unclothed. It was a fine damn time for that. I slipped on my leggings and we kept looking at each other, trying to figure out what the fuck just happened. Comments were made by the other guests like, is there any chocolate left? And are y'all sure y'all didn't know each other? After we dressed, Seven and I, Seven said, I'd like to spend more time with you. Would you like to join me for a drink? I said, yes, I'd love a drink. By the way, I'm Joy. He told me his name, but I forgot as soon as he said it. For the rest of the night, I called him Sweetness each time he answered. We finally joined the oyster shucking party. He and I had a great time. I was happy that Kendall invited me. As people started leaving, he and I figured out how to convert the air sofa into an air bed. That's where we played all night. Me and Seven exploring each other's everything. When I awoke the following morning, quietly I was collecting my things. Kendall was still there. I saw her shoes. I'll text her later. Seven opened his eyes. He said, leave me your number. I smiled and replied, sweetness, that's not necessary. Let's keep our time great. I placed the chocolate where I slept, blew him a kiss and left. <laughs> and that's all men that are listening is listening. <laughs> This is a woman that's telling you what it feels like. Oh my God, it's so hot. <laughs> we don't know that stuff. Women don't talk like that. They don't. They, they should. should. They should. They should. Well, I think a lot, we have a lot of hangups about what's okay to say and what's not okay to say. And um, these books, these stories have just really been a gift for me. Like, just to be able to look at situations and take the goodness out of them and talk about me and them. And that's what Gigi was talking about earlier, knowing yourself, speaking from this perspective, because a lot of times women are quick to say he had a good time and he this, he this, but very hesitant to say, you know what? That didn't feel good to me. I didn't like it or I loved it. I want it again. 
we have a hard time saying, women have a hard time saying that. So these stories have really been a gift. My biggest audience for loving the stories have been men. And um, because the men are like, thank you for the insight. Thank you for letting me know that the things I want to do will be accepted and they people, the women will be open to them. Right. I totally. Totally agree. Yep. Because you guys are men are like, well, I'm not going to ask her to give me a blow job because I don't think she'll do that. I don't want to turn her off or I don't want to make her mad. You know, you kind of go you in your mind are trying to figure out I'm going to just. OK, I'm going to just take what she gives. I'm not going to draw it out of her. I'm not going to take it from her because then you don't want to be like that guy, you know. So, you know, it's really a dynamic space to exist in. But when you're old enough, when you're aware of yourself enough to acknowledge the pleasure that you receive and the power in it, that makes it a big deal. It's definitely going to change the dating life, I promise. It's what? Definitely going to change my dating life, I promise. I told you I have a guy that buys my books whenever he starts dating someone new. He'll call me and be like, hey, uh, make it to Tabitha, make it to Cynthia, make it to Hannah. <laughs> like, and I'm like, okay. He's yeah, he's like, yeah, like, okay, just get me a couple. Don't put any names in it. Just put, you just sign it. Don't put their name in it. Right. But I think <laughs> he uses it as kind of a, um, comfortable space to exist in to say, I like this, right? Yeah. This is good to me. Yeah. So that was our generosity bedtime story. You guys go on, go buy my book, go to Amazon, buy it, or contact me on my website and I'll come and do a reading for you guys. I have a reading scheduled in Oakland on Sunday. Oh, how about this? Check this out, David. On um Tuesday morning at like I told you I wake up weird times, 1.30 in the morning. I woke up and I looked on Facebook and there's the Oakland Book Club has started reading my book already. And they've got a whole conversation going like, you got oh some explaining to do. Yeah. So they're like, you got some explaining to do. And someone said, I don't want to see joy. I want to be joy. So they have this. Oh whole, I was so excited because I was like, oh, my gosh. And yeah. uh and then one lady made a comment was like, oh, I need to start reading it. And the reply was, mom, there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're going to meet somebody very influential. Like you're going to affect somebody in Oakland. Big yeah. time. I hope I got so. A feeling. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll be in Oakland on Sunday reading for my book. And I'm going to try to, two things I want to do while I'm in Oakland. I want to see the sequoia trees because I always hear how big the redwoods are. And I've never been to, well, I've been to California, but I didn't, I was young and I didn't really do. And I want to go and see the Golden Gate Bridge, but I only have the reading on Sunday and then I have Sunday evening and, but Game of Thrones is coming on too. So I've got to watch that at some point. Uh, yeah, that's Oakland. Um, I, well, I'll watch it on, I'll watch it on Go, right? On HBO Go. And then I have, um. San Diego in June. I have the reading in Houston on June 22nd. There's um, a group that does a ladies night in and it's by Danae Giddy. I met her in a Facebook group. She puts together these probably every couple months, these big ladies night in. And I went to one, I was a guest at one. She's invited me to the other. So that says to me that I was good for that, um, for their brand. So I'll be in Houston for that. And then um, I'll be in Italy for a month. 
and I'm gonna broadcast live drinking some real wine. Ah! I'm probably not gonna be very friendly with you, then I'm very jealous you're going to Italy. <laughs> so that's yeah, I'm proud for you, but jealous. <laughs> no worries. So let's see before mm -hmm. I think we got a minute left. So yay to Gigi Robinson. Thank you for joining us. You are so powerful. And I definitely want to have you back on the show in studio because I've got to let David feel your energy. Like, ooh, it's so powerful. So thank you, Gigi. <laughs> and also, ladies, for her events, I'm going to put them on my website. I'm going to uh, sponsor a couple of you to go to the Witches Retreat in New Orleans when she does it again. I think it's it'll be early next year. So I definitely want to include a couple of you in that. And um, the, tonight's show was great. Uh, and how many how many viewers do we have right now, David? Can you tell them? Uh, I, just, I just shot it. I oh, shot it. I just shot it. We have eighty one something. Eighty one. So eighty one thousand. all night. Yeah, that's a big deal. So eighty thousand mm -hmm. listeners all night. Amazing. I'm so happy. And then next week we have Jason J High Hightower. He does phenomenal work. He sold work to he pre before Prince died. Mariah Carey. He is phenomenal artist. And I met him at a book event i read there so we'll have him next week so remember thank you guys so much for spending this hour and a half with me you could be doing anything else but you're doing me so remember joy is exposed everything just feels better Mwah. it's joycelyn wells and i'll see you next week bye bye david Mwah, mwah, mwah. bye, bye.